Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Power Hour <laughs> is in effect. It's hour two here leading you up to the lunching hour of noon. Straight up and down, 12 o'clock. Um... Wolf, I know in the last hour we had we had a lot of fun talking about some different topics. Right, right. Um, and, of course, we all know that Tuesday is the official player's day off. Yes. You know, I just wanted to get a little bit about, you know, back in your day and your routine. Tuesdays were off for you guys too, correct? Yes, yes. yes. Oh, wait a minute. No, 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 no. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. Mondays nope. were off. Tuesdays were film day. Oh, Tuesday. So we flipped that from your era to mine. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Tuesday became the mandated NFL day off. Yes. Because they wanted to make sure because of Monday Night Football, everybody was given an equal day off. Yes. So it didn't matter if you, you know, whatever day you played on. Um, But I just kind of wanted to get a routine. On your day off, I mean, what was kind of your routine and your schedule, especially as you got to the uh, the middle years you know talking year 5 plus yeah i mean what did it did it change from you, from the first couple of years on the day off to when you kind of were a little bit more uh, more seasoned in the <laughs> nfl i love how, how that seasoned comes out of sound when you is you, you're old okay you're old the fact of the matter is here's the biggest difference between year 1 and year 12 year 1 you play the game you hang out with the boys until late. You go home, right? You roll out of bed. You go lift weights. Your everything's just functioning beautiful. All right. Year twelve, you you play the game. You go home early. <laughs> you don't hang out with the boys. You you go home. You lay on the couch. You ice down. You go to bed, and you. Eventually, in the morning, you wake up, you do a body scan to see if there's any dysfunctional body parts not checking in. Then you attempt to get out of bed, which may be falling out of bed if you have something that's uh, uh, a little bit injured, right? Then you might crawl to the bathroom or get up and stagger to the bathroom, where upon uh, after a shower, you start to feel a little bit better, and you go look at weights while you drink coffee, (laughs) 
<laughs> and, and there you go. That that about summarizes the difference between year one and year twelve. Yeah, no, absolutely. You know, it was funny because for me, you know, it was it was very similar. Whereas, you know, in my youth, you know, it was definitely you celebrate a victory, you're going and letting everybody else join in your revelry, right? Yeah. We're gonna find we're gonna find a bar restaurant establishment where we're going to hang out and kick it. But, you know, what was funny was, you know, even during those days, even then in my younger, you know, we would actually, after the game, especially if we won, and I remember this vividly, after we beat Chicago, this is my first year starting, second year in the league. Okay. I just remember, I was like, you know what, Trey, you know, let, let's, get your, let, let's, play, let's go play some games, you know. <laughs> and it's like board games, card games, right. all this kind of stuff. And so we we so you know we go out to to Trey Essex's house out there all the way out in Moon. Okay. And um, you know, and we and we would sit and we 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 would play card. We wouldn't necessarily go out because you know Sunday nights is tough, right? People got work, right? And unless it's a huge game, you know, most places are usually closed. Um, and then as I got older, you know, it was okay if we win, I'll actually go out. In a public place, and, I, and funny enough, I used to go to the bar, depending on what time the the uh, the game ended. If it was an earlier game, um, or even even the afternoon, like four o'clock starts, because I go and want to watch the uh, the night game. I go sit at Dave and Buster's and sit and sit at their bar area at Dave and Buster's over there in the waterfront, mm-hmm. and I'd eat it. I I you know order my food there, and my and my wife would accompany me, and we, and we would just go hang out there at Dave and Buster's, mm-hmm. just at the bar watching TV and and um and watching the game in a in a public venue, and then go right home, and it, like that that was the extent of it. But you're right, it's like once you get older, it's like now after the game's done, it's like listen, I just want to get in the car, I want to go home, I want to ice, yes, I want I you know I I because I, I had we had we had the game ready system, which is prevalent now. So as opposed to the physical bags of ice when I started in the league, right to to where the technology towards the end and which is still commonplace now, it's a sleeve with a with a machine that you pour ice and water in and it flows it through and compresses. Unbelievable. So so you had these different attachments. You have shoulder, knee, and ankle. So it was a godsend. Um, and I still use that game ready to this day. Um, but That's cool. it, it's just it, yeah. But you just sit there. I'd plop up. You know. I had the little the, the couch with the little cha- the chase on one end, mm-hmm. so you could prop your legs up, and I just oh, grab yeah. a couple pillows, throw it underneath, yep. and uh, get me a tall glass, and uh, yep. and just commence to watching. And then, of course, it got to a point where, you know, then I was also watching like network television uh, instead of games on Sunday nights, where I was like, I don't even want to deal with football anymore until. I have to watch film on Monday. You got to shut the brain down. That's, I mean, there's no question about it. Look, here's the hardest part about it was, for me, it was slowing down after a game because what a lot of people don't understand, it takes a week-long run-up to prepare yourself physically, spiritually, emotionally, and mentally to go out and do what you do on Sundays. I mean, it's just, unless you're Jack Lambert, it's just kind of like not normal, okay? I mean, that's just... That's a different it's yeah. a different way, you know what I mean? And and then afterwards, it was like trying to slow down, you know what I mean? You, you know you, you once you like reintegrate yourself into being around normal people, it's just like you're still moving at the game speed and everybody else is like moving at like normal people speed and it's kind of irritating at times. You know, it's like 
You know, you, you got to like go, okay, I just need to calm down, slow down. Let me just get by myself. And like you said, you watch NFL games afterwards, then all of a sudden you're watching movies, you know, and you're getting – then you realize, okay, now I got to have my comfort food, which, of course, is lasagna. Lasagna is always a big comfort food. And I, you have reminded me of that. The, it, it is the comfort food, especially if you get – was it Ramon? Ramon used to have yep. make that seven-layer uh, seven lasagna. Yep, yep. L- Ramon was our oh. la- lasagna sommelier. Uh, sommelier? In, in the of <laughs> What's that? Is that no, a French no, yeah, word? No, no. Yeah, no. No, sommelier is you know, the one. He's like the wine connoisseur that oh, tells you okay. what the best gotcha. bottle is and all oh, that yes. kind of stuff. He was our lasagna sommelier. He would tell you what the best <laughs> ingredients were and which vintage of cheese you need to be using in this moment. No. Um, but we and we we had plenty of lasagna cookoffs, um, right? In, in our offensive line room, which was amazing on Fridays. Ooh, man! See, we always ordered out. We didn't have anybody that cooked. And in, in my well, yeah, yeah. Line, so that was the one room. thing. And then our our third and then our Thursday night meetings that we had, uh, you know, rotated between different guys' houses. A, a different guy was responsible for the uh, for the spread. Um when we did these and we, I mean, we had everything from Ruth Chris to go Capitol ooh, grill to go ooh, to, ooh. you know, um, was it uh big shop Bob's house of wings? Oh I yeah. Mean, you know, we would have, we would have them from, from all kinds of different places, wherever guys wanted to go. Um, we would, you know, we would, we would outfit it accordingly. I mean, you know, Popeye's made an appearance here and there, but we were definitely a little more highbrow on Thursday nights. Um, <laughs> Before our film sessions, yeah, like you uh, turned down Popeyes, like like I would turn. We down. would no, never, never turn it down if it showed up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But when you have a decision ahead of time, we're gonna we're gonna give our thoughts. If guys, if if a guy is foolish enough to ask, hey, what should I get? Well, hey, you asked, I got some answers for you. Uh, so you usually want to go in with your own mindset, just so you can protect your pocketbook. Uh, <laughs> because if yeah you leave it to the mob the mob the mob's gonna go top shelf on you no question you know it's funny because down route route 19 it's not there anymore but when i first came to pittsburgh um a lot of the guys would congregate at Karinga's red bull inn uh, because lou Karinga was a he, he owned the restaurant and it was a big steakhouse okay but in the basement, he had a gym because Lou was a was a bodybuilder slash powerlifter. I mean, and, his name just dictated that he was either that or a luchador. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, it's, oh. it's only only two things he could be: That's a right. wrestler or a bodybuilder. I like that exactly. So we would go out there. We trained there in the off season a lot because there wasn't a big weight room at Three Rivers Stadium. So a lot of the guys, the guys that lived in the South Hills would go to Karinga's, or you know during the season. Well, part of it comes like. You know, you walk in because you could go to this um, outside entrance into the basement without going to the restaurant. But after being there a while, during the season, you start to look. You'd walk to the weight room, look around, go, nah. And you just walk straight upstairs and through the kitchen and then go have a great steak. <laughs> That's That was problematic because then you start weighing, do I really want to work out or do I want to just go have a nice prime rib smothered with onions and mushrooms? Oh yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah, the decision was obviously not that tough, Wolf. <laughs> it wasn't that tough. It got like it you got said, easier. What'd you say? 
Year 12, you, you go grab some coffee and look at weights. Uh, it's like, yeah, if I show up at a steakhouse, I'm not thinking about working out before a steak. And i darn sure I'm not thinking about it after I eat said steak. Uh, no, that ain't happening. It's like, yeah, it's like, it's like, what? There's a weight, there's a waste room? Waste, waste, what is that? No, wait, wait. Wait. No, I don't want to wait. I don't want to wait in a room. Um, no, no, I, I'm good right now. I can leave right now, right? No, no, no. Do you want to go? No, I, nope. I worked earlier, so I don't need to work anything, especially out, um, at this moment. You just start, you start coming up with excuses and act like you can't speak English. You're like, no, no, no. I just came here for the steaks, man. Uh, I'm out. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay. Well, we're going to turn Could you the imagine page here. A, Go ahead. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. Could you imagine a restaurant that had a gym attached to it? Like, hey, we want to go give you this buffet, but, you know, the, the entry fee is uh, you got to go to 30 minutes of cardio before you eat. That place oh, would go no, to business no, immediately. That, yeah, that would, that would not happen. I look at buffets are like how I get my cardio. You know what I mean? Because you're yeah. walking around, moving in between. Walking the, through the different kiosks. Yeah, yeah. You know, you you're not being sedentary. Looking at a menu is like it's active. It's an active eating environment. It's almost like you're, you're on the hunt, you know? I mean, yeah. see, because and here's the thing about buffets. It always comes down to this. Whenever there's a backup, you know, at one of the, the kiosks or one of, one of the, 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 the things that you want, you're trying to get, it's always some skinny gal who's up there going, uh, should I have this? Or that? And like, no, let me get out of the way. Let me show you how it's done. Okay. Are these I will green show peppers you. <laughs> or these bell peppers? What what is I don't know. What's less calories? No, please. Yeah, I can exactly. be your leader. Do they have a do they have a vegan cheese? Is there a vegan cheese option? <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. No. no. That ain't move. No, move. move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm right. sorry. You were trying to turn yes, the page. Let me let, allow you to turn the page. We got to go, but you you got me caught up in some of my uh, you know, my as Tunch always used to say, Tunch would say, you know, Craig, he says, you really need to change your eating habits. And I go, why? He goes, look, out of your top 10 restaurants anywhere in the, in the country, seven or eight of them of your favorite that you pick, they all come with self-serving trays. <laughs> he goes, that's, that's just not good. That's not good. I'm like going, well, yeah. you know, I do love buffets. What are you going to say? You know? I well, like that. you know. Nothing wrong with it. You like options. That's all that I is. I do. That's it. It's options. Why, why do I want to be pigeonholed into one cuisine when I can have five? You know? <laughs> no doubt about it. No Carving, about it. Mexican, American comfort, maybe even throwing some, you know, some Chinese and, you know, maybe some Italian in there. Italian's always a good staple, you know? And then, and then wild card, right? Let's throw, you know, I would love to see a buffet that has pierogies, Ooh. you know? Ooh. Yeah. Oh man, I love pierogies. You know what they used to have? Throwing it out there. That up at training camp. Um. Oh, what was the name of that restaurant? It was just down the road, um, down Route Thirty, um, where all the vets used to go, because the, the young guys would go to Bobby Dale's, and we used to go to another place, and they had pierogies, and I mean really good pierogies, man. They were just dynamite. Oh, I can't remember. They, yeah. And it's gone now. Yeah. They bulldozed the place. All the you know the best restaurants they you know they sometimes you got to seek them out they're not in the maybe the best looking places or anything like that but man you find one that really serves up some good home cooking man that's hard to beat woof well and you have to think about 
you know, it's the mom and pop store. It's just, it's always going to taste different than a chain. Mm-hmm. A chain has a process and, and they, they stick to the script. Whereas mom and pop, you know, it's, Hey, special of the day is special of the day. Cause we, we were able to get it. Okay. Right. And when it's gone, it's gone, you know, and those are the things you could appreciate. Everything's homemade. You know, it might not necessarily have a true recipe. It's kind of feel. So you're going to have a different flavor palette to it. And it's just, it, it's better when it's local, you know? I mean, yeah, there's some good things. At least you know what, like when I go to Chipotle, I know what to expect at Chipotle when I go to Chipotle. Right. But it's, it's something when you when you go to that one that's not a chain, there's one, it's been in business since like 1960. And it's like three generations passed down. Because um, I went to, uh, what was the place in Cleveland? Uh, was it Slimans? Mm. I think it, where they do the um, the the uh, the pastrami sandwiches, and it just I mean it was just but Ooh, it's like it's nice. been a place that's like three generations. You walk in there like yep, yeah. it's like it's like we would love to serve you know more people, but it's like you know hard getting help, and everybody in here that's working right now is family. It's like that's the spot I want to go to. I, I want to go to a spot like that where you know it's just it's in their blood. This is what they this is what they were put on earth to do was to was to create food and make people happy, right? And it doesn't matter the city or the venue, but you always want to seek those places out cuz those are the local institutions. And that's why I love looking at like um Guy Fieri, he does that diners, drive-ins and dives, the triple D. Mm-hmm. You know, cuz I'm like, man, if we ever go to these cities, you know, I want to go try these places. And so, you know, that was one that I got to try and it, it was pretty good. Beautiful. Well, my friend, you know what? Let's take a break because what I want to do is when we come back, I want you to pick three offensive weapons that you want to develop. Okay? Ooh. That can be it be singular players. It can be personal packages. It may be emphasis on running or passing or what have you. But I want you to think about it while we're going to break. And when we come back, we are going to kick it around right here in the locker room, Wolf Starks and the Ninjas, SNR. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the give off the right side. Warren loose and he gets a first and goal inside the 10 down to the 5 yard line. Pistol formation. Roethlisberger takes the step. Bubble screen left. And that's play pull up the sideline. Still on his feet, 50, 45, 40. And knocked out of bounds as he gets inside the 25 to about the 23-yard line. Claypool almost went house on that play. And, Max, that's the couple of guys that I think need to be targeted to be brought up a little bit more, get more opportunities. Chase Claypool, look, I've always been a fan of this kid. Uh, I think this young man has just really got some um, amazing abilities, and it has not totally manifested itself in the same shape and manner that uh, uh, maybe I expected a couple years ago. But it's still a process. He's a young guy. He's still coming on. And I know George Pickens is another guy that you've got to get him going. But I really think there's a lot to be had with getting Chase Claypool more targets and uh, I think more opportunities at the 50-50 ball along the sidelines too 
And I think Jalen Warren is a guy. Uh, here's the thing about it. I'm not at all disappointed with Najee uh, Harris at all. I mean, one of the things we saw in, in, in Cleveland, as you said, he, he's the angry man. He runs like the burning man. You know what I mean? It's whatever you want to call it. He's There's a lot of violence when he runs, and I, I really enjoy it. But I also like Jalen Warren is a guy who's really – he's just – basically played his way into taking some reps. And I think that's all well and good now that it's fleshing out. But the third thing I would think is multiple tight end personnel. And you may agree or disagree on any of those three, my friend. Yeah, no, I'm I'm definitely buying what you're selling with Jalen Warren. I think he was going to be one of my three Mm. for sure. Um, As far as just what he changed mentality-wise for that offensive line. The way that he ran, always falling forward, never giving up an inch. Um, and like you said, and he's also one of the guys that runs down on special teams. Um, so I agree. I would like to see a little bit more Jalen Warren mixed throughout the game and not just in relief of because I think he can, I think he's helping Najee as well, where Najee is trying to decide what to do and you get paralysis by analysis. And you're trying to figure out, okay, what? how am I going to do this next play? I've got to make a big splash play. And Jalen Warren came and said, listen, I don't know how many times we're going to get, but I'm going to ram this ball and I'm going to keep my feet running the entire time. And I'm not, I'm not looking to juke. I'm, I'm looking to slam. And I think that that's pretty, um, that's pretty remarkable. The second one that I'm looking at Wolf is I want to get the tight ends more involved in the passing game. If right. that's a nuance. You're talking about the formation of bringing them in. I want to take it a step further and say, how can I execute them? Excellent, yes. I want them on the hashes. I want them, you know, patrolling the middle of the field because they're all jump ball specialists, to use a basketball term. Okay. And, you know, you have a Pat Fryer move about 6'4", 6'5", and then you have a Zach Gentry is 6'8". That's two very large towers and targets with a lot of surface area. Uh, that you can utilize in some of either the check down game or sending them on right routes that that result in being down the middle of the field and playing a little edge, especially when you're talking about teams that are going to play a lot more zone against us and they're not they're not dedicating that eighth man into the box until we give them a reason to exploit the zone. Yes. Don't allow the safeties to dictate what you can do. Go and distort their view and Let's face it, the easiest place for a quarterback to find someone is in the middle of the field. Right. Because that's where his vision is already set up. So why not try and use a couple more um, outlets to them just to take that pressure off or get some guys to play a little bit tighter, and then you hit them deep over the top. You've taken away the bracketing capabilities of those guys once you do that. But that, ta- that takes a concerted effort, and it takes a, almost a philosophical shift um, for Matt Canada to be able to go and script and design plays that feature them a little bit more. And then my third one I'm going to work on, Wolf. Right. If I can change anything or anyone, I want to pour a little bit more into Malik Reed. Mm. I want to give Malik Reed a couple more opportunities. You liked what you saw there the other day, huh? I, I, I did. I did. I tried the souffle, and who would have known? <laughs> uh Souffles are good, but I, I think, you know, with Malik Reed, I think his versatility because of his size 
allows him to be a little bit more inside. They use the internal twist game. It's almost like pre-stunning a twist. Mm-hmm. Like, like, yeah, I don't care if they see it. They still got to stop it right. at the end of the day. And so I think some of those, especially in rundown blitz situations, I would love to see that used a little bit more. You know, one of the one of the things that I really uh, like was you were pointing out the the passing game with the with the uh, twelve personnel. You think about the Jets' uh, safeties. You got Jordan Whitehead and Lamarcus Joyner, and they both have been kind of missing in action at the back end of that Jets defensive unit. Jordan Whitehead has uh, he's missed six tackles in three games. He's got a hundred and fifty point three passer rating against him. And Lamarcus Joyner, uh, Joyner has a perfect one fifty eight point three passer rating allowed on passes thrown his way. I mean, and he's also missed four tackles. So between the two, uh, they've they've missed ten tackles. Um, exploiting the middle of the field is something that I think absolutely you got to do this weekend. Yeah, you you, you got to test them. You got to you got to you got to tenderize them because <laughs> if if you start. Showing interest in the middle of the field, guess what people tend to do? They start to shorten and constrict towards the middle of the field. Right. And if you're Matt Canada and the offense that you're trying to run is predicated on being outside the numbers to the sideline, less bodies are now there. So why wouldn't you want to do that constrict? You know, even if even if your too high shell gets a little bit tighter. Right. Or you're playing a little bit of high low on the hashes. That, that frees up your outside receivers. And when we're talking about getting George Pickens more involved, we're talking about getting Chase Claypool more involved in the game, they're your primary outside guys. I know they can play everywhere because that's what Matt Cannon wants to do, mm-hmm. position flexibility. But those are the guys that you primarily want on the outside. Um, and you want Deontay working somewhat either by scheme or by motion to get there as well. But if you're lining them up and, and they're staying there and they're not moving, why not? You know, at right. this point, why not? There, there, there's no more trade secrets. Mm-hmm. You're in the you're in the regular season and you're trying to win. So it's it's an area that's underused by us. When you review us, we don't attack the middle of the field. We don't go deep. So why not change it and just flip the script and do that to free up the rest of your game plan? Absolutely. You know, I mean, seriously, you, you've got safety issues there. You've got to be able to take advantage of them. I mean, it's not something like you shy away from that. You've got to go after it and really put that out there and see if, uh, you know, you can make some hay off of that. Now, speaking of making some hay off of it, how about this? The NFL has canceled, and I think mercifully so, the Pro Bowl game. Yes. What say you about that? Because I think it's a great idea. What they have in in replacing, I don't think is such a great idea. But I think it's a (laughs) – Unfortunately, they needed to put the Pro Bowl to rest. Um, it's called the lesser of, of many evils, Wolf. Yeah. That's what we got here. Yeah, um, yeah the, you know, that old horse, that old plow horse, it did its job, baby. Yeah. Time to send it off to the glue factory, and that's what you had to do with the Pro Bowl game. Had to go to the glue factory and uh, get repurposed. And, you know, th- so what they're going to do is they're going to release – a week's worth of skill challenges with the guys who are nominated to the Pro Bowl, and this going to culminate in a flag football game, which is pretty much what we're doing out there, anyways. We, if 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 you watch the Pro Bowl, that's what they're doing, anyways. I mean, it, it's more so interviews, hanging out. It's a chance for guys to bring their families and get them involved because the guys who are there are guys who obviously aren't playing in the, in the Super Bowl. 
So it just it makes more sense from that respect. I really wish the Pro Bowl could still be a game. Right. But the it's way that it's be. currently it's not going to be and the and the way that it's set up is not meant to be a game. Yeah. To have it in between the champion the, the conference championship games, AFC and NFC championship games, and before, the week before Super Bowl, you just is it doesn't have the mystique that it used to. I mean in the days of yore, as you like to say, Wolf, <laughs> um, once upon a time, uh, the game was played after the Super Bowl. Right. And that's how you knew it, and that's how I came into the league knowing it. And it changed while I was in the league. And the NFL, of course, hey, listen, this is what they do. They want to make money. They don't want to leave an open weekend for anybody else to take it. Right in between the two games. And so, and, and putting it a week after, I guess they felt it was outside of their range and the end of their season. But now, I mean, here's the thing. The Super Bowl goes into February for sure. They made sure that they got the the games extended. And of course, with the 17th game, it pushes everything back a week. This game is firmly in February. And before the gripe was, well, we don't want the football season going into February. Well, it's in February now. So I don't know why you wouldn't, at least have tried the thought of switching it to the week after Super Bowl back. And then now you get the majority of your Pro Bowl players that you have coming, guess what? They're on the Super Bowl teams. <laughs> so Surprise. So, so when you put the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl, you've effectively cut out the two teams, arguably, that would have had the highest concentration of first picks in the Pro Bowl. Mm -hmm. So you've eliminated them from coming out there. And yes, they fl you fly them in so they can do some glad handing and everything for a day. But I mean, it, but it's not the same. You know, I remember after we won Super Bowl 40 and I just remember going out to Hawaii and sitting in the stands mm -hmm. and, you know, each, each team gets announced as far as who their Pro Bowls are, and it goes least to greatest. And then the last two are your two Super Bowl teams. Mm. And I just remember when, when we won the Super Bowl and the fanfare that was kind of celebrated from that time, you know, seeing Marvell, seeing Allen, seeing right. Jeff Hardings on my offensive line, then <clears throat> seeing Casey Hampton, seeing Troy Palomalu and, and you know, just seeing all of them come out in their Pro Bowl uniforms right. and the place just erupting afterwards. And there to we celebrate are them. alternates. <laughs> and there we are alternates sitting in the stands no. with a hot dog and some popcorns and a big pop, you know, there you go. and we're just like, what could have been? I could have been in that uniform. Could have been. Had it not been for. Had it not been for Willie Anderson, who went on IR and still took his Pro Bowl bid. Unbelievable. Um, Jonathan Ogden wanting to be at his very last Pro Bowl. Come on, guys. Stop being selfish. Now, I mean, if we were in it now, Wolf, we, <laughs> we, we, we would have been playing in the game. Exactly. Yeah. Hey, Max, uh -huh. we, got a, we got some breaking news. That dun, okay. dun. Oh, uh -oh. guess what? I hear it. It's coming on. There it is. There From it is. the news desk of Steelers Nation Radio here, we've got some breaking news. Steelers depth chart just released. Now has Montrevious Adams as the first team nose tackle. Tyson Alu-Alu 
second team. Everything else remains the same. I'm Wesley Euler at the SNR News Desk. All right. <laughs> We got, we that, got was, that was that was very dynamic, very professional, and and professional. Very. I mean, we we got the world news tonight, like theme music in the background. I, I mean, like I, it. I feel like Wes. I feel like Wes is sitting in front of a Corona typewriter with <laughs> with like the little like fedora hat on. You know, the, you know. Maybe we can start um, calling him Jimmy Olsen. It. How about Jimmy Olsen? Huh? Oh, yeah. I like it. Cup there reporter, we go. Jimmy Olsen. There, there we go. <laughs> All right. Junior, junior, junior reporter. Junior reporter. <laughs> hey, now, just because I look like I'm 12 doesn't yeah. mean I have to be a junior reporter. All right. <laughs> you grow a beard and then we'll talk, young man. <laughs> you're going to be waiting. A, you're going to be waiting a long time for that. one. I know. I, I, I know. I know. All right, let's take a break, man. And uh, when we come back, we'll find out what Max wants to do in the last segment. It's Max's segment coming up. Yay. This is In the Locker Room with Wolf and Starks on ESPN Pittsburgh and Steelers Nation Radio. Presented by your neighborhood Ford store. The F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, last segment of the day. Let's round for the bell lap here (laughs) in the locker room. It's almost time to go out to the practice field, Wolf. Yes. You know, we've been in the locker room. We've talked about it. We have played around. We've snapped each other with towels. We've jumped for soccer balls. Now it's now it's time to put the pads on and let's go on out and <laughs> let's let's commence the commiseration. Um I was I was actually I actually hesitated on texting you to let you know about this next topic. Okay. But I said, you know what? You know what would be better than letting Wolf know what the topic is and him preparing it mentally? Surprise me. It would be not telling Wolf and allowing him being off the cuff and being the Wolf that he is. Uh Uh-oh. You know, (laughs) let him just sniff it out in a pack and just we we get to see stream of consciousness at its finest. And uh, (laughs) I want to go in a segment. (laughs) It's going to be great, Wolf. Uh, It's going to be great. Don't worry about it. Listen, 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 listen. I, I'm your wingman. I, I'm here to protect. So you know, <laughs> I got you, bro. I got you. On, I'll, I'll sit on the. I'll sit on the grenade if I have to. That, that's the type of friend I am. Uh, who's your buddy? Who's your pal? But no, am, right? who's your buddy? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There you go. This guy double thumbs this way, bud. <laughs> um, but I, I want to do something just fun and entertaining. Obviously, okay. this is a day that's a slow news day. And the players are off, so there's nothing to really react to outside of the late-breaking news by junior reporter Wesley Euler. <laughs> um, that just sounds better. This sounds better. It Wesley does sound Euler good. Reporter, Wesley yeah. Euler. Even though he is a lead reporter, I mean, you know, and he is a host of a show here. Yes, he is. Actually, on After Us, Steelers Blitz with That's Arthur right. Motes. Very Tune good. in. And you can also catch it on podcast. Did you know that, Wolf? No. Catch it on podcast if you miss it live. Podcast, you say? Yeah. Well, I did. Yes. Is that yes. the same thing as podcastified? <laughs> you you can podcastify while listening to the cast of Pod. Okay. All right. That, that, I'm that glad happen. you made that. But anywho, I I, I want to make sure we have that distinction. Yes. So, but what I what I want to talk about, Wolf, is something that's 
obviously a fun exercise. You know, okay. come up with something creative. Right. So I'm going to put a scenario out there. All right. And you have to pick your buddy. Okay. From the current Steelers squad. And you have to justify why you picked them. Okay. Oh, boy. So, yeah, exa- I know this is fun, right? It's gonna take, these are quick ones. Okay. Um, who would you pick? Current Steeler, current Steeler, um, to attend, and, and I'm not going to say all you could eat, but I'm going to say if it's a, do, a double team food eating contest, who are you picking to join you as your as your mate? Say you have to take down either a, a large pizza like the Carnivore Pizza Challenge, or you have to do most wings in ten minutes or something like that. Who would you pick to be an eating contest compadre? Hmm. Now that's interesting because being away from the facility, not being around the guys for as much as we have over the last couple of years because of the COVID protocol, you know, you you, you kind of don't you don't really know. You know, I mean, I, easily in your time period, I said Casey Hampton. Casey would just well, been, yeah. hands down. That was just that's too easy, right? Yeah. So at this yeah, point in time, is. you know, you got to kind. I got to kind of draw back and take a little look at him. I'm thinking to myself, and uh, think about training camp. Yeah, lunch hall because we we did spend yeah, a month with these guys. Yeah, and who would walk out with a handful hall. of you know? You would be the guy, but we can't do that because it's eliminated, current, right? Current. Yeah. So current I'm, I'm 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 thinking I'm going to have to go Dan Moore. I think Dan Moore would be a guy that uh, he would be a good choice. You know, he you know, he always looked like he had yeah. a loaded tray when he came out. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I like I like that. You know, I'm gonna go Tyson Alawalu. Okay. You know, you think so? You, you can't you, you you can't beat a good Polynesian. You know, <laughs> um, and in my historical references, you know, Polynesians definitely can can put it away, especially if you get a cuisine that's like of their fancy. Oh right, right. Yeah, you get some like Kahlua pork or. You know, something like chicken wings, right? Teriyaki. Or sushi, sushi definitely. Spam yep. masubi is oh, another one. I don't. I'm, I'm not a spam guy. I don't know why that would. I know that it was had to do with World War II, and you know, it was a delicacy over in uh, the uh, you know Hawaiian Islands and that whole chain out there. But I, I'm not a spam guy. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's perfectly fine. You you, you don't do potted meat. It's okay. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, that's what it's called. It's called, it's called a potted meat. I didn't it? know that. Put in the meat. thing, you pull the can back, it looks like a little pot, and the meat's in there. Yeah, Sorry, that's pre-cooked. true. Okay, I see yeah. that now. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, so you say Dan, I say Tyson. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, next situation. If it is a bow and arrow contest, okay, to hit the you know hit a target teams right. Okay. Um, who would you pick to be your bow mate? Wow, man! Oh, man! Um, and you, I know. Listen, I know Brett Kiesel would have, is the ultimate man's man hunting right? guy. Absolutely, he would have been the first choice. But again, this is this time period, not current. Yes. Your time period. Okay. We could we could go historical in the future. Okay. But at some point but for in time, this, we will. For, for this point this point in time, I'm just going current roster. Okay, you know what? I'd have to say I would go, and I'm I'm thinking that I could be pretty spot on. I'm going to go Minka Fitzpatrick. I think Minka could dial it up. I think Minka would be very sharp, very attentive, down to the detail, pointed, and he's just a great athlete. He's one of these guys that can do 
just about anything. He's like a, a human, you know, Swiss Army knife in as far as doing stuff. So I, I think I'd go. I think I'd go Minka. Ooh, I like I like that one. I like that. One. You know, it was funny. I was going to pick Miles Jack. Mm. I just think because he, that's good. Yeah, you know, right. Anticipation, focus, kind of predict. He's right. a guy that would like predict windage. You know, right. like like a running back with a gap opening up. Yes. I feel like he would be very att- And like I said, another great athlete. The guy played a running back in college. Right, he was playing right. linebacker as well. I feel like he has that flexibility in his mind to be able to learn what to do and then excel at what he does afterwards. Very good. Can yeah, I play in okay. this game too? Can I throw one? Yeah, at you? please. All right, please is open forum. All right, all right. You and I, we're we're going cross country. We got to take somebody in the back seat. Which one of these guys would you take in the back seat along okay. with us? Okay? You and me. Okay. All right. I, do you want me to go uh, first or are you going to go? I th- yeah, you go first. I All want right. You to go first. Alex Highsmith. He's pretty quiet. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we, we got enough noisemakers between you and me. We, maybe we'll go yeah. Alex Highsmith, okay? Yeah, I, I love that. He's like, just go with the kid that, that's mute. You, 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 know who I, you know who I'm picking? Who? Presley Harvin, because he's also very quiet. <laughs> Beautiful. You know, and I feel like Presley would also know where, like, good food spots. He'd be a great map reader, right? Ooh, yeah. You oh, know, like and he would, he, would keep, he would keep us on track. So I, 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 prove, I, I proved that. All right. That was a fun one. It was. it was called, you know, we'll call that, you know, know your stealer or, or pick a stealer <laughs> segment. We'll figure out how to, how to get that worded out later on. But, um. You know, Wolf, this has been a fun show today, and, you know, we'll, we'll get back at it, and we will actually be going into, you know, breaking down further any Steelers news, and, of course, uh, as we get to practice, start breaking down the Jets' opponents as we get later into this week. But a uh, fun show today. You know, I just want to advise everybody, hey, you miss any of the show today? Feel free to download full episodes of all of our SNR podcasts, shows like The Drive, In the Locker Room that you're listening to now, Steelers Blitz with Wes and Motes. Steelers Standard with Tom and Jacob, as well as many more. They're all available in the Steelers mobile app, iHeartRadio app, and wherever you get your podcasts. And also, I forgot to mention, uh, Wesley, Steelers Review coming out today. Is that dropping today, bud? You know it, cousin. There we go. Every Tuesday, you know, what what Wes does is tremendous. He breaks down the previous game, and he's going to give you a preview of the upcoming opponent. It drops every Tuesday, so today is that day. So please feel free to also go check that out, subscribe, listen, download. But uh, this has been In the Locker Room. I'm Max Starks. He's Craig Wolfley, our head ninja that's in, that's it, that's in the programming room. That's Wesley Euler. We love you guys. Have a great rest of your day. Make it great. And also remember, it's Kindness Week. Go out there and be kind. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.